This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Let's talk about the decision by UBC to declare a climate emergency. The university now plans to divest its endowment fund from fossil fuels. If this sounds a little familiar, you might remember back in 2016, the university faced similar calls to divest from fossil fuels, and they went against that back in 2016. They've changed their mind here. There was a letter signed by 1,600 people calling on the university to declare a climate emergency, divest from fossil fuel companies. UBC President Santa Ono saying that's what they're going to do. UBC acknowledges the urgency of the climate crisis. The university president says, we must directly face the coming challenges. The university now plans to conduct legal and financial reviews to determine how to pull out uh, of investments from fossil fuel companies. Let's talk about this with an excellent panel now. Michelle Marcus, UBC alma mater society counselor. She's a coordinator with UBC C350. That's the group that was pushing for divestment at UBC. Hi, Michelle. Hello. Thanks for coming in. Also on the line, Stuart Muir from Resource Works. That's a pro-resource development group. He's an alumnus of UBC. Stuart. Hey, good morning, Mike. Stuart, thanks for coming on the phone. Michelle, let me go to you first. You must be very happy. Yes. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Tell me about this movement to divest. How is this going to work? Yeah, so this is a huge win for our campaign. Um, we've Students and staff and faculty at UBC have been pushing for the university to drop its fossil f- fuel holdings since 2013. I've been working on this campaign for the past four years. Um, and this, where we're at now um, with these big victories would not have been possible with um, without this movement. Um, so yeah, President Santa Ono, he declared a climate emergency that recognizes the scale and urgency of the crisis. Um, as well as the need for a decisive shift away from fossil fuels and a rapid and just transition to a sustainable economy. And in line with that, the university is uh, committing to um, drop their fossil fuel holdings. They've committed to partial divestment regardless of the financial um, implications or they've removed the financial condition uh, from their uh, their motion um, where they decided for partial divestment and they're committed to exploring and getting to full divestment. Uh, so much? this is a really big win for our campaign and sets a big precedent uh, for other campaigns uh, across right. the country and around the world. Right. How much money does the university have invested in fossil fuel companies? So the recent uh, number we've heard is $43 million. And that's 40- out of a $2 billion endowment fund. Right. So it's, it's, it's a small percentage of the total amount invested by the university in its endowment fund, right? Like we're talking like 2% or something like that. Yeah. And yeah. so the the purpose of the divestment campaign, uh, it's, it's not about uh, the physical transfer of this money, but it's really about um, shifting shifting the the narrative narrative and re- realizing that if we are truly going to address the climate emergency at the scale required, uh, we need to keep fossil fuels in the ground and we need to um, break ties with this unethical industry that has been fueling the climate crisis and profiting off of it knowingly for the past forty okay. years. Okay, let me go to Stuart Muir now from Resource Works. Stuart, you went to UBC, right? Yes, I did. I graduated with my master's degree a few years back. Okay, what do you think about this decision by UBC to divest from fossil fuel companies? Well, you know, I think uh, universities are 
maybe in a more politicized space and they have to um, uh, consider campus politics. But one thing to remember is the money UBC has that it invests, it's not play money, it's our money. It's a public university. So this is an issue for uh, people who are concerned about how the government and uh, those who are part of the government, like a university, use their money. And if we've got strategies that um, maybe move us backwards on sustainability, and I think this is a, a candidate to do that, um, you know, you, you have to be wondering why they would reject the scientific and technology breakthroughs that are going to be needed that are coming from, in a lot of cases, the research labs that work to improve how we use fossil fuels. You know, you think of just one example. They've got this great new campus energy center at UBC, $24 million investment. It uses natural gas or fossil fuel boilers to supply hot water and heating all around the campus. So they just did that this year. But now we're told that uh, it's immoral to do this. And I think it's kind of confusing to the public when we see these mixed messages. My final point is, you know, 80% of the fuel that humanity uses today is from fossil fuels. Hey, not ideal, but if we're going to solve that, we need to improve the use of fossil fuels as well as develop renewables. Michelle, what do you say to that? Yeah, so I'd say that the science says otherwise. Like, I, I think a lot of us are familiar now with the IPCC um, and the, the recent reports they've been putting out saying that we have to drastically reduce uh drastically cut emissions over the next 12 years. And in order to do that, we need a rapid and massive um, transformation across all sectors of the economy uh, at a scale that's unprecedented. And so we're not going to be able to solve this this crisis through incremental change, through making fossil fuels better. The science is telling us we need to keep fossil fuels in the ground. Uh, Last month, the United Nations uh, released the production gap report, which details the alarming disparity between uh, the amount of fossil fuels that the world is on track to produce and the amount that we can safely burn um, if we're going to going to mitigate uh, climate change and stay within that 1.5 degree level. What about all the people that are trained at the University of BC that end up working in the oil and gas sector? Like I'm thinking about the engineering department that trains a ton of people up there and they end up working in oil and gas or they... They end up working to improve fracking technology, which UBC is kind of on a cutting edge on that, I understand. Yeah. What, that, is, what does that say to them when their own university is now, as you, as you put it, you know, pulling out of these immoral companies that they work for? Yeah, that's a great point. And that's why when we talk about uh, meaningful action on climate change, we talk about an economic transformation. Uh, this is not about um, pitting jobs versus the environment. That's a narrative that uh, the fossil fuel industry has been um, ha- has been putting forward. Um, but... But but realistically, uh, there is so much opportunity for for collaboration uh, between mm-hmm. labor and between um, climate. We've seen um, we've seen uh, groups like Iron and Earth, which are oil sands workers that are working to support other oil sands workers in retraining in alternative sectors. We've seen Blue Green Canada, which is an alliance of unions and environmentalists. Uh, it is not um, these these workers' fault that they're working uh, for an industry that is um, that is at odds uh, with the, the the safety and future of this okay. planet. Okay, let me, Stuart, let me go to you. I mean, you work for a group that supports resource development and oil and gas included. 
you're an alumnus of this university. How do you feel about this university now saying effectively that you're working in an immoral business and they're going to pull their money out of it? Yeah, well, I, I think that's a little bit of an interpretation placed on what the, the Board of Governors is, is really doing. They're talking about moving into more sustainable investments, and I think that's a good thing. We, we all want to see that. I don't know anyone who doesn't. But at the same time, you look at uh, what UBC graduates are doing out in the world. I was looking at there's, there's a group that met who graduated from the Sauter School of Business who were in Calgary recently talking about their, the pride they have in some of the companies, really great Canadian companies like Husky and Suncor that employ tens of thousands of Canadians. And they're proud of the innovation because there's no magic switch. Um, contrary to some of the hype we hear, you know, we have to work with the solutions available and improve them. Because when, when you move to the question, you know, well, what's the alternative? There's not really any specific answers. It's, well, we have to do this. Otherwise, you're a bad person if you don't agree with me. And I think sensible people will look at the say, well, well, look at Suncor. This great example. They just spent $300 million on wind capacity in Alberta. They're also putting in electric vehicle chargers across the country. Look at another great Canadian company, Fortis, Fortis BC. They're helping ships to get off bunker fuel. It's pretty dirty stuff. And use LNG instead. Now, that may not be perfect, but it is significant progress. And I think that's really um, how the world is moving. Okay. Getting more okay. efficient, using better techniques. But UBC declaring a climate emergency, the university will divest from a fossil fuel company. So UBC has got an endowment fund. They got around $43 million in that fund in fossil fuel companies. The university says they will review that now and figure out how to pull that money out of those uh, companies. My, the panel, Michelle Marcus, she's worked, she worked for years to try and get that divestment through. She's very happy. Stuart Muir, Resource Works, he's a UBC alumnus. Uh, he's not happy with the divestment. Let's go to your calls. Karen in Surrey. Hey, Karen. Hey, Karen. I don't know. Can she hear me? Hi, Karen. Hi there. Hi, Sorry go ahead. I just wanted to say, first of all, I'm a mom from the Charter School of Business. I used to work in the oil and gas industry years ago, and I am a donor to the university, and I'm going to be rethinking my donation now because I find it very hypocritical of the university that provides training for engineers, geologists, etc., not the university, but is taking this position, even though it's a small amount of money, you have to really look in, inside yourself to really say, just, it's just so hypocritical to do this. And like your guest said, they're doing innovative research and design at the university. Mm. But it's like, it's, they're cutting their nose off to spite their face, literally. And secondly, when you look across Canada, and the hypocrisy relating to the cleanest oil fields that we have pretty much in the world. And you look at the hypocrisy. For example, Quebec just bought a, a pipeline in Brazil for their Quebec pension. It's so different. Like, it's just, it's just okay. absolutely mind-blowing. Okay, Karen, thank, thank you for the call. Well, Michelle, what do you, what do you say to her? Here she is, a, a UBC grad. She's worked in the oil and gas sector. Says she, now she's going to rethink giving money to the university. Do you think that this could backfire in any way? 
I mean, I think that there, there, I've, we've already seen many uh, alumni come out and say that they're um, excited to give their first gift to the university after this annou- announcement. Okay. Um, so there's, there's definitely alumni from both sides. And uh, I think this is, um, at the end of the day, this is really about what future are we betting on um, first for the university students um, and for future students and for people um, all around the world. Um, the science says that we need to make drastic uh, reduction in emissions, and that means keeping fossil fuels in the ground. Do you think? We, yeah. Do you think the university should be training people to work in the fossil fuel industry? We need to. Um, that, that's a great point, and. Um, uh, like as I said, the science says we need to keep fossil fuels in the ground. So we need to start training uh, people into into alternative um, work and and building an alternative economy that puts okay. people and the planet at the center as opposed to profit. Um, and yeah, building building an economy that's in line uh, with these okay. these Paris Agreement targets we've signed. Okay, S- Stuart Muir, what do you say? Like like I kind of sympathize with yeah. someone who's graduated from the university and they work in this business and uh, and now they're hearing yeah, this. You're thoughts I, I think karen says what i hear all over the country as i travel and, and talk to people very common viewpoint and i, I must say I, I agree with it but the the challenge this this monumental shift right now we're building site c british Columbia is building site c major hydro dam in northeast bc it took probably a couple of decades to get to the point a lot of political pain now it's being built well to get to the the, the status that some of the lobbyists on on ubc uh, campus are calling for, we have to do a couple of those every year to get hydro or you know other kinds of renewable energy to replace the fossil fuels we use today. Right now, uh, we're not on track to come even remotely close to that. So, yeah. you know, I think the most, the most correct thing to do is dedicate ourselves to improving how we use fossil fuels. It's just that simple. Let's go to Mark and Langley on the open line. Mark, you got to go quick, okay? Yeah, quick point, Mike. I think your guest is right, the gentleman guest. The transition is happening slowly. Unfortunately, the other guest, the woman, these people are radical leftists. They hate capitalism. They're brainwashed by this United Nations climate change plan. It's called Agenda 21. If anyone goes and reads, you notice she says it's about changing the economy. It's actually got nothing to do with climate. They want to bring in socialism. They want to bring in communism. Let her her defend herself. Michelle, what do you say to that? (laughs) Yeah, I mean... Um, we, we need to, we need to, the, the IPCC report has said that, um, we need a massive economic transformation and it's not about, about bringing in, uh, socialism. Uh, it's, it's about investing in, um, in people and in good jobs for working people, as opposed to funneling all this billions of dollars into fossil fuel industry, into buying pipelines. It's a dying industry. Yes, the transition is going to take a lot of work, but we need to start now if we are going to make it. Okay, what about, for, you know, if the university pulls $43 million out of a few fossil fuel companies, what, what difference is that going to make? Like, it's a tiny percentage of the, of the university's total endowment fund. Is it just like a, a symbolic gesture, or will it actually make a difference? We just got like a minute left here, though. Yeah, I mean, it's it's about uh, recognizing this contradiction uh, between uh, between folks in society uh, acknowledging the climate crisis on the one hand and continuing to um, expand this industry. Uh, and so, by by the UBC uh, recognizing the science and um, and it 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 will have a ripple effect uh, out to okay. other other universities. And the other thing I want to say is that real um, quick. 
Yeah, is that we we know the transition won't happen overnight. That's why we're calling for a managed decline of the fossil fuel industries with workers uh, at the forefront um, so we can get okay. people into good jobs. Thank you for coming in. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. That's Michelle Marcus, UBC Alma Mater Society. She supports that divestment. Stuart Muir. Stuart, thank you for coming on. Stuart Muir from Resource Works. That's a pro-development group.